the DOJ is considering investigating states and nursing homes from what happened during the pandemic. And Zillow is raiding home builders. I love that one. We'll talk about it all next here on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She is Jess Lyon. We are back. We are still living that virtual life. Sometimes you got to pivot. We, I've got some interesting stuff today we're going to talk about. There's a lot of, I mean, I'm just happy that there's actually news happening that is yeah. un-coronavirus related, even though it's still a factor here. It's kind of the aftermath of all this, which is exciting. Yeah. So let's talk about the local stuff first. And there's a couple stories here that I found pretty interesting, and they kind of weave together here. So the first one is the DOJ is asking four states, including Pennsylvania and Jersey, to provide data about coronavirus because of the potential failure to protect nursing home residents. And it came out this week that uh, Pennsylvania Governor Wolf, we've talked about him a lot, he's now asking state legislators to legalize recreational marijuana because the government could use the tax revenue to support small businesses because a lot of these small businesses are getting killed during all these shutdowns. So what do you think about all this, Jess? A lot to unpack here on the state level. There is a lot to unpack, and it just raises a lot of questions in my mind. Going through that first article um, about the Department of Justice, it was saying that all four states had mandated that nursing home, um, they, their nursing homes admit COVID-19 patients without adequate testing. And I just, I don't know how that could have been possible. I mean, how could you admit one of the most vulnerable groups of people without adequately testing them and making sure that they didn't have symptoms or things like that? And of course, during this whole thing, the testing was all over the place. It was like very hard to do so, especially in the beginning. Still um, is, by the way, still is. This is not it's like, still, it's still it's a problem. Still is. Yeah, going. you're right. You're right. But uh, to me, reading this and the second article about le legalizing marijuana, um, it's all just getting very political. And of course, it's going to go in that direction. You know, it's a shame that it is because these are people's lives that are affected by these decisions and people are dying because of coronavirus. So it, it's just a shame that it's going, in, in my opinion, in that direction. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is becoming extremely political. We got this crazy election coming up. That looks like where everyone's looking towards. And you know, what, what I, I like the DOJ investigating what happened in nursing homes because I'm clear there was some serious negligence there. I mean, the way they admitted people. Then the Secretary of Health's mother gets pulled out of a nursing home and put into a hotel when the shutdown hit. So why is that happen? But then everyone else has to go there. It doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, what, what's interesting with the, uh, legalizing uh, marijuana uh, call to action that Wolf has now. You know, he's asking for all this cooperation from state legislature. Where was the cooperation five, six months ago? I mean, this guy was so difficult to deal with. The legislators were begging him to work with them. They had these mystery waiver processes. And what's happening now is there's consequences to your actions. There are consequences to the choices and decisions that people make, no matter if you're the governor or if you're somebody else, and I, the, the nursing home thing was a debacle. I, I would call it something else if we weren't on like a show here and yeah. <laughs> has show in the title. And yeah. it, it was a disaster. People were dying. It wasn't done properly. And then you have people on the inside pulling their relatives out. I mean, that is 
the definition of like nepotism and insider trading or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's a context there. So I find it comical that now he comes to the legislature asking for help. And part of the reason they need that revenue is because the economy is tanking right now, not so much in the real estate space, but other places, small businesses are closing because he has these aggressive restrictions. Mm -hmm. We talked about what's going on with restaurants, right? They've been told they were going to open three or four times. The inventory of food, hiring people, all these sort of things, they have consequences and you're messing with people's livelihood. And now a solution is to legalize weed, which that's a, that's a different topic altogether. But the point is, that's your solution. Like in there. How about just opening these businesses back up like most of the country has? How about having some safety regulations or having something that's based by data instead of all this nonsense that we've been dealing with? That's the biggest problem here. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I, I do like that the DO, I mean, there's people that died that didn't have to die. I mean, that, that's very clear. And, very and the states they're investigating, no surprise, New York, Michigan, Jersey, and Pennsylvania, those were four of the most restricted states. And they didn't know how to handle nursing homes. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see there's some consequences here. I think this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I'm glad that the federal government's getting involved in you know, legal, uh, the, the legalization of weed, I mean, I think it's just, it, it's, that the, that's the solution is silly to me. I mean, it just it's doesn't like make a scramble. Fun. It's like a scramble. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's legalize weed. You know, it's, it doesn't seem like that was the thing that they should have gone with. Yeah. Maybe let these businesses open back up. I mean, that's, you know, and, and it's not just restaurants either. I mean, retail stores are in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of businesses that are still shut down, that just can't do do anything. And, and it's, it, it's been a problem. And, it, it keeps going. Like, I don't, I mean, the virtual school is like another thing. I mean, it's, it, this stuff just keeps going and there's really no end in sight. So hopefully there will be some, it, yeah. hopefully there's some consequences here. That's all. I mean, I think at this point, you know, that that's the direction you want it to go. I don't understand how the answer would be to legalize weed, the smoking or anything like that. Like when you could just open up these restaurants, it's like, which one is more healthy versus unhealthy for it it's just like going out to eat at like 25 percent capacity or smoking or it's just a little crazy to me yeah i mean well they're just looking at tax revenue that's all this is it's about money for the state and you know they would i mean this is a great example you tie it back to real estate right they shut down the market for 60 days what a lot of people don't know is that every transaction there is a transfer tax and a portion of that goes to the state uh i mean it, it, it's you know it, it's typically one percent goes to the state of every sale. So they made real estate not essential, but then the solution is, and, and you know, again, the, the topic of recreational use of marijuana, totally different than what we're talking about here, but this could have, they didn't have to put themselves into this position. They backed themselves into the corner and there's a lot of people that are still hurting from this right now. Mm -hmm. Crazy this stuff. Typical, typical political BS right mm -hmm. there. Let's get into the real estate stuff. That's always more exciting for me to talk about. I don't know, uh, you know, and, and um, what I, when I saw this article come out, I love this, that Zillow, the, we keep talking about them. They're that important. They are launching reviews and ratings for home builders. So what do you think about all this, Jess? I think this is a great idea because more often than not, I have heard of clients who buy this new construction home and they are so excited about it. And then they're what a year into it and there's things that are breaking or malfunctioning, or they're just like, it was built like crap. I mean, 
So rating builders, I think it's just going to put a lot more accountability on their plate and make these homes. I mean, they're going to look at this. I feel like if Zillow is putting this out, these builders are going to pay attention. I love this idea. And for the same reason you're talking about, but I'll take it one step further because I've been in these transactions where the builders don't do what they say they're going to do. They don't do what's in the contract. They don't deliver on time. And you know, a lot of that onus falls on real estate agents. I mean, even when like a lender screws up or a title company screws up, you know who gets the call? The realtor. And I, I'm a big believer that it's always my fault. I'm always the cause in the matter. And regardless of that, these builders make things more difficult than they need to be. And if you look at some, the, what, what, um, the, what Zillow had discovered is that 76% of new construction buyers say reputation is important. So they want to know what kind of products they're using. They want to know what, you know, what their delivery time is, what, what to expect. And to me, I mean, when you're buying a new home, that, that's even crazier than buying the existing home. The existing home, you get an inspection, you figure it out kind of as is, where is, once you get through inspections. New homes, it's not like that. You have to pick out every detail in the property and you're paying a premium for it. Mm -hmm. New homes sell at higher prices than existing homes do when you're comparing apples to apples. You, I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors there. And to me, like, why does, why does everyone else get rated and not the builder? This to me, I love it. I think it's a great idea. It's going to help people navigate new construction because a lot of people do feel taken advantage of when they yeah. get through the process and then they end up moving out of the neighborhood in a couple of years and they don't like it. So yeah. I love this. This is the world we live in. Let's make everyone involved play by the same rules. Yeah. It's just crazy to show like how it is all review based. I mean, on Zillow, the agents are reviewed, lenders are reviewed. Now the builders are getting reviewed. It's, I, I actually love the way it's going because it just shows what kind of service you're providing. And if you're providing great service, you're gonna get great reviews and people are gonna hire you. And if not, it's gonna come out quick. So what I also say to that too, is there's a lot of people and real estate is full of this. You get these inflators, right? They all of a sudden, like they make it, they, they help people, they're selling all these homes. And then when you look at their numbers, it's not even close. It, it's like they pulled it out of thin air. And people tend to have this front of we're doing all this business. Or, and, and there's this like Instagram life that mm -hmm. a lot of realtors live and then also people in the industry it's not just realtors, it's mortgage companies it's mortgage brokers it's everybody else and that drives me insane mm -hmm. because the stuff that people put out there versus what really happens is so different it just yeah. is not even close and if you're going to walk someone through one of the biggest transactions in their life and they're blowing smoke about what they're doing or how they're helping people, or the quality of their product, or their ability to deliver on time. That's all encompassing there for everyone. Let's get it out there, and let's let the consumer make a decision, because the consumer deserves better. Yes, and they're getting smarter. They're not getting fooled. Well, and, and look, I mean, look, you Google anything, right? You're going to find out some stuff. I mean, you could find out whatever you wanted to know about me or you, just by a simple Google search, right? And yeah. You can do that with any company. You can do that with anyone you know. And, and it's just the, the, the stuff people put out there, just, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, if I was on the other side of this, and I'm, I'm on the other side, you know, I, I do business with financial advisors and attorneys and everyone else, and I found out that they're telling us something that's just a straight up lie, that would be the end of my relationship with that person, no questions asked. So I love doing this because I've seen some builders. I know some builders that don't deliver on time. They don't do what they say they will. It's a whole disaster. And all they want to do is collect their check and they're like, yeah, we'll get it done in 30, 45 days. And then the, the, the home buyer is still holding the bag. Absolutely. When is this coming out? 
I don't, um, let's see here. So, didn't say when. Um, yeah, for the article, didn't say it. Didn't say when, and I, I'd like to, you know, and, and the interesting thing too is Zillow's partnering with DR Horton. They're partnering with other builders. So, you know, DR Horton, I mean, they have a good reputation. I'm not, uh, you know, not, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot of experience with them because they don't do a lot in our marketplace. We're not a heavy new construction market. Uh, but that, that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm excited. More reviews. That's what you got to make. Give some reviews. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do, but if you can get them, it makes all the difference. So anyone watching, you're in real estate, just get some reviews. It's going to do you a lot of good. So another move by Zillow that keeps positioning them ahead of everybody else. I got to think we're sponsored by Zillow. Uh, <laughs> by Zillow. We're sponsored by factual information. So yeah. unlike what I just went off about, these are just the facts. That's all. <laughs> all right. So I came with a quote this week and, and, um, I, I've been trying to broaden my horizons, read some more things. And I, I thought this was really great. So this comes from Sir Isaac Newton. So he was, uh, if you guys don't know who he is, I mean, you, you have no concept of history. I mean, he was one of the greatest thinkers of all time. Uh, I mean, English mathematician, physicist, theologian, author, um, one of the most uh, influential scientists of all time. So his quote, and I, I love this, tact is the knack of making a point without making an enemy. What do you think about this, Jess? I think it is so important to be tactful in the way you speak, in the way you communicate, because if you're not, you can't, like you're saying, you can piss someone off. You have to do it in a strategic way. It, it, it's kind of like, um, like a little bit of a mind trick. I, I, I don't know if you present what you're trying to accomplish in a very tactful way without insulting the other person. I feel like you can get them to do pretty much anything that you would want. That's where I come. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's, it's kind of like kind of pushing my own agenda in a strategic way. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at it though. I mean, we, so, you know, we're both in a position where you have to have difficult conversations with people. Right. And it, it may not I be, going. Um, or you have that difficult, I mean, and this, look, this is every, if you're not having difficult conversations in your life, you're probably sitting there getting steamrolled or you're going to be angry or you're going to be depressed or, you know, you're, you're just going to, you're going to have issues, right? Because people that avoid stuff, when you're avoiding something, that's what holds you back. So there's a nice way to have a conversation with somebody. I mean, look, you and I haven't had always easy conversations, right? Like, I mean, something, but there's a way to say it where, Hey, like I care about you. And that's why I'm telling you this. I mean, you know, I talk about, you know, my wife and I have these kind of conversations all the time. Our clients, you need to tell them, hey, like, hey, you know, given what's happening in the market, here's what to do. It's not, hey, you're wrong or you're off or I'm right. Like that's, anytime someone's trying to be right, like they're, the, the, the goal should it never be- never works out. So, you know, having tact and knowing, you know, like what you say matters, but how you say it matters even more. I mean, it's even the tonality and, and the way you speak to somebody. And, you know, that, that shows a lot of respect and positivity when you can have a conversation with somebody or it may not be what either one of you want to be talking about, but it needs to be said, or you're just living a lie. I mean, it's just that simple. Like, I, I don't, like, I, I love that he thinks like this. I mean, he's got some great stuff because a lot of people think about science with Isaac Newton, but he has these like emotional laws and all this sort of stuff. And this was a great one that I thought would be really relevant to, you know, us, obviously, but. Um, I have some really, really hard conversations with clients in the past week, just with, you know, everything going on with processes and things like that. And I would, before I made the phone call, I would sit back 
get all my facts together, put myself in their shoes, think about how they would feel, and then relay the message to them. And it always turned out, I mean, it all turned out great this past week, but rather than just jumping to the gun, you got to really think about it. A hundred percent. And look, I mean, no one wants to be told, hey, you're wrong, right? Like no, no one wants to hear it that way. Now, they may be wrong. Uh, I mean, that, that, but you know, sometimes you have to, you know, gently and tactfully, right? Let them know what's going on. And that's just, that's all there is to it. And that's and like, this serves, this is not just like a business thing, right? Like this can happen in like your relationship, right? Like going up to my wife, like and telling her, Hey, Hey, you're wrong. Like, that's not going to go well for me. Bye. <laughs> uh, and that's and not the right thing to do. Telling yeah. your kids, Hey, you're, like sometimes you got to be a little, you know, you're a parent, but there's, there's a right way to talk to kids. And right. I thought this was so good because I don't, I don't want anyone to be, I don't want to be enemies with anybody. The point is that it's just, sometimes you got to have those conversations or you're not, you're, you're just avoiding stuff and that doesn't help anybody either. So it's, you know, it's a fine line there. It's really important. I think not just with your clients, but even with other agents as well, because I feel like other agents just try to like strong arm you and nothing gets done when, when you, treat people that way. I always find that when you do come from a place of respect and kindness and something like, like that direction, things get done a lot easier. So I'll share something with you here. And I, you've probably heard me say this before. And I think this is great. It's like, you have that person that has no tact and is like yelling and screaming at you and going bananas. The best thing to say, everyone should write this down watching the show. The best thing to say to them, and I, I actually, my cousin told me this, and I don't know where he got it from. He's also a realtor is, hey, you might have gotten results talking to people like this in the past. It's not going to work with me. So let's get to the point and let's figure this out. And that like immediately disarms people because they think that's their tact is to yell and scream and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. I've heard you say that before. It's good. It's a good one. I think when you say it, like your eyes, like the first time you heard me, I think your eyes literally like popped out. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, so. so that's like a mic drop. And we're not trying, we're just trying to have some tact. So on that note, awesome stuff. Jess, thank you. We'll be back next week, everybody. Hopefully we got some more non-coronavirus news. Take care.